grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. It is good for us to gather together today as Joel encouraged the Israelites to do in our reading from the second chapter of his, of his prophecy. It's good for us to gather together today in repentance. Each of us is a dear child of God, baptized into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, washed by the blood of Christ. Jesus Christ died to pay for the sins of the world, and that gospel was given to each of us individually, for we believe as individuals. We hear and trust, and none of us can believe on behalf of another. But when there comes a time where it is good for us to remember what Christ did for us and to come together as a body of believers and repent and say together to God and to one another, I have sinned against God and done what is evil in his sight, and I have sinned against you, my brothers and sisters, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry to him, I'm sorry to you. And to hear that one to another and all of us together before the Lord, it is good for us to do that together as a body. For God has brought us together as one flock. Sheep here in this congregation and in congregations around the world, the flock of Jesus, the church. And together today all around the world, Christians are doing just as we are, telling God and one another that they're sorry and asking his forgiveness. Now, Joel encouraged the Israelites to do that. He had looked out upon Israel. God had looked out upon Israel during the time of Joel and had seen that they were sinning against him and ignoring him completely. And therefore, he had promised to send a huge swarm of locusts that would eat up all of the plants, all of the crops, and leave the people in starvation. And Joel had heard that and so he had gone to all the people and he'd said, look, that swarm of locusts is not here yet. All of us, let us go to God and ask his mercy. Everybody, you know, from the nursing babies to the elderly, from the, newly, uh, the newlyweds uh, to the priests standing in the temple doing their jobs, let's all of us together come before him in repentance. And so it was a united voice that was lifted up to God, a united voice of all the people saying to him, we all understand what we've done. We all understand together what we have been. And so, Lord, we ask for your mercy. This is a good thing in the eyes of the Lord. And it's the type of repentance that we seek to have today. But we also hear from our reading from St. Matthew, that it's important for us not to do something like this today for the sake of bragging to others, right? Um, just like it's not appropriate for us to stand out on the preach corner or on the street corner to pray or give alms or or uh, show off about how pious we are by our repentance. So too, none of us ought to be doing these things for the sake of bragging, neither. Uh, in our own hearts, before the world, or before God. It would be inappropriate for us to brag and say, look how pious I am walking around like this. It would be inappropriate for us to say to God, 
aren't you proud of me for all I'm doing being here today? It would be inappropriate for us to say to one another, look, we're so much better than everybody out there in the world. Look at us. All of those things are not what God wants from us today. What he wants from us today is humility. To come before him with a humble heart and say, Lord, I understand what I've been. I know what I've done. And I know what I deserve. When you say to me in the scriptures, you are dust and to dust you shall return, I understand that is the just payment for my sins. And my sins have gone up over my head. And if it were up to me, I would drown in them. But you, dear Lord, are merciful and gracious. You do not leave me in my despair. You do not leave me in death. You gave your own son into death so that I might drown not in my sins, but in those baptismal waters and be brought out alive again, washed and clean by your blood. And so today I acknowledge before you and my brothers and sisters that I indeed am dust. But I also acknowledge that you, Lord Jesus, are not dust. You became man, but you did not see decay. You rose from the dead. You came out of the tomb, and because you live, I live too. That's why the ashes are in the shape of a cross. Because Christ our Lord, he took on our nature, and he saved us. This is the truth. So I may be dust, but he isn't. He is risen, and risen indeed. So we start this journey of Ash Wednesday, go through Lent, we'll go through Holy Week, and together we will praise Christ Jesus together and sing his glory on Easter as we rejoice that he lives. And not only does he live, he lives for us and gives us him be the glory now and forever.